is the number one commodity in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Panmuk, a time efficiency expert and a business operations strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear the hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle. Not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Hi, get unstuck nation. Today, our expert named Robert Lee Foster, and he can help you to be more confident. So, who he is? Let me introduce him a little bit. So, Robert is a successful business owner. He also a podcast host as well, entrepreneur and competitive athlete. Um, but he used to feel overwhelmed. Also, he know exactly how to go through the struggle and through the hardship. That's why he's here to tell us how to overcome that. Um, he have a free gift for you guys as well. So stay tuned to the end, and you will see what is the gift about. Thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio, Robert. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, appreciate you having me to interview you today as well. So before we get into the meat of the interview. Can you tell me a little bit how you started your entrepreneur journey? Well, I had dreams when I was younger of being like an actor or a singer, some some type of performer. And then, as the cards fell, I became a restaurant manager <laughs> for about 20, 20 years or so. And you know, and I feel like a lot of people fall into that into that trap to where they don't really think that they can actually reach their true goal. So at, towards the tail end, once I became became a father, I just started missing a lot of things along the way, like the first tooth popping through or missing the first steps. So I just start, started missing a lot of things. That was when I realized I wanted to be more in control of my time. You know, having to ask for time off, having to ask for this, ask for that. You know, being called in on your days off because things are happening in in the restaurant. And I was like, I just wanted. To go back to when I was a child, just dreaming of like I want to be some type of performer. So I had a big gym in my old house. I'm sorry, I had a big garage in my old house, and so I just started gathering equipment from Craigslist. You know, people would give stuff away, or they would sell stuff for pretty cheap, and I I just started accumulating things. Like, oh, someone's giving away an elliptical, let me go grab it. Someone's giving away a treadmill, let me grab it. Dumbbells, you know, let me grab it. And so, originally, it was just more so an outlet for myself because I was coming home frustrated from the restaurant, and I just I just didn't want to feel like that anymore. I was taking it out on my my now ex. I was taking it out on the kids because like I was unfulfilled. I was frustrated, and so I had all this stuff now, and like I was an athlete my entire life. So I was like, you know, I so said, let me let me train a couple people. Let's just see see how it goes. So at, at that moment, I didn't have any big dreams of opening a gym and having hundreds of clients working with thousands of people. Like that that part didn't really enter. I just wanted something that was fun, you know, just something that would put a smile on my face. 
And as I started working with people, where one of the turning points was, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, ahead in the discussion, but just what, one of the turning points was one of my clients came up to me. Now, this is when Planet Fitness was popping up all over the place. And so I had people who first, they started training in my spare bedroom. <laughs> you know, so that was where I first started training. Then we went to my basement and then from there out into the garage. So I had started in the winter time. So it was kind of chilly out there. So, so anyway, so I was only charging 50 bucks a month at the time for three classes per week. And so as this, one of my clients was getting ready to hand me her check, she's like, before I give this to you, it's like, I just want you to know that there's a brand new plan of fitness two minutes from my house. She's like, but I'm driving 20 minutes to come and see you because you made me believe in myself again. And so that's where I knew like, this is bigger than just people losing weight or get gaining muscles. Like I I'm on to something here. And then that's when I just, well, I ended up losing my management job. So like, so once I, once I got fired, yeah, yeah. I, I got blindsided. I, I just got let, let go. You know, 2009 was the height of the uh, recession here in the States. And so they cut me and they kept my assistant because I was making a lot more than her. So, so once I, I lost that job, I just went full force with fitness. Is that the gym that you went is your own gym? Yes. Ah, that's why you have your own office there. Got <laughs> yes. it. That's why it makes sense now. It's just like <laughs> what we spoke offline. So, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can see Robert is kind of like very entertaining person. And yeah, he always made me smile whenever I talk to him. So that's great. Um, so how many business that you have been doing then since then, since you're losing that management job? This episode is sponsored by Mutita Clothing, like what I'm wearing right here. So if you are a petty sized lady who are looking for high quality apparel as well as a neat cutting and premium pattern, check it out at mutitaclothing.com so that you can be simply elegant by no time. Let's get back to the episode. Well, I mean, it started it started with with fitness, but but as I said, I never it was never my dream to become this big fitness guy. Even though I've been into athletics my entire life, I'm more, I'm more of a motivator. I'm more of a coach. Like I became, I started managing restaurants at 15. Like it, it was a small diner, but I mean, management's management. So, you know, I had the, the owner believed in me enough to entrust me with the other part-time employees. So, so that, that was where I started developing. I shouldn't say started because I started it in sports, being a captain of sports teams, basketball, baseball, and soccer. And so like, I was always in charge of people. I was always helping to get the best out of people, even starting at that young age. And then that just carried through into my management career. And so again, as things were winding down, I was like, you know, it's not like the restaurant industry was bad. It just wasn't fulfilling. So I wanted to take the best parts of it. Like I liked leading team meetings. I liked having staff trainings. I liked taking people who don't know how to do something and showing them how to do something. I was like, and, and uh, at first I was like, I want to get that blended into my fitness business. Like, so I started doing women's empowerment groups. We started doing workshops and nutrition classes. So, so expanding on it beyond just lifting weights and running and, you know, 
actual physical exercise. So we started putting more of the, you know, for lack of better term, the mental health aspect of fitness. So I wanted to put those into it. And then just as that kept going, I was, I was like, you know, but I can, I can take this bigger. Cause like before I changed it to shut up and grind, it was called shut up and exercise. But then I, I didn't want to just pin myself to just exercise because there's a lot of principles that I use in the facility that can be translated into other industries. And so I just took, because I, I had a seven step, well, I have a seven step process that I use to, to get people from where they are physically to where they want to be. So I just took those same seven principles and just tweaked them a little so that they'll work for any industry. And then that was when I started business coaching and doing personal development as well. So it's like, I'm still in the same lane. I just found a way to expand it to a bigger audience. So how do you feel about when you expand the industry then? Like many people will like, you know what? I, I believe you have heard this many times. Um, they started when they want to do everything, but we say that just start from one first and then once that um, settle, once it's working, you then expand. So you are at the stage of expansion, like you already touched many industry. How do you feel once you're able to make this happen? It feels it feels amazing because you know I had a business coach as well, and he kept telling me too. He's like Robert, you're in too many too many different areas. He's like just pick one, hone in on one. And I was like, I work with at-risk youth, I work with women, I work with athletes, I work with educators. You know what I mean? So I was like how do I eliminate one of them is <laughs> it's like, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I said, so I've always been a natural born rebel. So I was like, I'm going to find a way to where I can create a brand that can address the needs of all of those groups because shut up and grind is global. <laughs> you know, like that, that's a global thing. doesn't matter where you live, what language you speak, what gender you are. If you want to achieve success in anything, there's a grind involved. And so like I said, I didn't have to create anything new to expand. So where some people go, go wrong with expansion is say if you're a yoga, you're a yoga studio and you want to add on boxing. Like that's a, that's a completely different demographic. It's a different group of people. It's a different way of marketing. Whereas with what I'm doing, it doesn't matter if you want to lose 15 pounds. It doesn't matter if you want to become a graphic designer. It doesn't matter if you want to create a podcast. The seven steps that I have laid out can get you to whatever your goal is. So it's expanding the audience, but I'm still in that same lane. So like, it's not causing me any unnecessary stress or financial overhead. What about, you just mentioned all these people have the same need. What are their needs that you discover are the same? It's, it's clarity, it's clarity, it's belief, and then execution. Because uh, so most people like they, they want success, but they're not quite sure at what. <laughs> you know, so so the, the first step I do with everyone is we, we, we do a deep dive into where they are, like deep, like we go layers, layers deep. Because most people, they'll just give you the surface answer. It's like, what do you want to do? I want to lose weight and tone up. It's like, that's, that's the surface answer. It's like, you want to get down deep. Like, I hate the way I look when, when I'm naked. You know, let's say that. And so like, like that's the heart of the matter. So even in business, you'll say, okay, I want to expand to, to a second location. 
you know, okay, well, why do you want to expand to a second location? Like, it, and it, it, so it's the same step process. We, we got to get layers deep. And then what are you willing to change? Because you can't do exactly what you're doing now and change. Like, it just doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, so the only thing I had to do differently really was to branch out and reach these other demographics. And then that was when I started the podcast. Like, this is the best way because I can get my message out there. We can speak on the grind but there's different there's different points of view of what the grind look, looks like because what it looks like to me might look differently for you so as we share and i know we'll, we'll be talking in reverse later and then you know we'll break down what the grind looks like for you mm-hmm. and then that helps the audience to see that there's different ways to get there but you but the grind doesn't change you know like it just might look different for me and to you but we still have to grind to get there hundred percent keep saying yeah like no one have to no one have like not working hard to get something they really want everyone yes. have to put into work like you couldn't deny it. no one just like sit next to the beach and just like and then that's happening that's that's not how it yes goes. yeah see and, and people and people get stuck because they're not clear like they're not clear on what they want So like even with me in fitness, I struggled in the beginning because as I said, that wasn't like be, being fit and being an athlete, that has always been a passion of mine. But like, you know, just, but just having the fitness business per se was not. So like it, it took me a while to figure out what I want to do, who do I want to work with? What do I want my brand colors to be? Like, I, I didn't think about any of that stuff in the beginning. I'm like, I, I, I'm pretty good at making people feel good about themselves. So it's like, that was my strong point. And so once I started shifting into more personal development with the fitness was when things started to take off because now I was stepping into my, my power. Like it says over here, step into your greatness. And I think too many times people get, people get trapped by the financial aspect. It's like, oh, well, I, I might do that, but what, what does it pay? You know, it's like, that, like that, that's the first question. It's like, what does it pay? And then, so you end up doing a job that may pay well, but you're miserable. Mm. And like, and so making that shift to what you actually want to do, it requires a leap of faith. So like with what I do with the podcast and with my coaching program is I help people make that leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what would be the problem that you find most people stuck there? Like they, you know, the feeling like, It's just one step away. It's like something blocked their eyes not to see that or like not confident enough to crossing this borderline. What happened? What is the most important thing that they are able to feel released and believe in themselves enough to just do it? It's cliche, but it's fear. It's, it's, it's absolutely fear. And, you know, I dealt with that, with that myself because especially if you're working, right? If you're working, then you have a level of comfort. So when you leave that comfort, it's scary. So even though I was training in my garage and I was starting to equal my management pay on a lot less hours, but even still it's like, but I get vacation time and I get insurance and there's, you know, options for this. And 
and you just have that security that I know every Friday I'm going to get X amount of dollars deposited into my bank account. So even though I was making money in my garage, you know, and I had started selling supplements too. So it's, it's like between the fitness and the supplements, I was doing okay. But I, I wasn't ready to make that leap. I wasn't comfortable enough. And then my, my ex wasn't fully on board because again, like she, she was mainly home with the kids while I was out doing my thing. So she's like, you know, again, what about insurance? Like what if someone gets sick and everything else? So, so that doubt kept looming. But then the universe was like, listen, we'll take away the management job. You go make this happen. <laughs> so, and, yeah. but, but that's what it was. So I was thrust into it. And I think with, with so many people, that's what keeps them in there. Like they can have everything set and ready, but then fear gets them. And I'm no, I'm no less human than anyone else. Like I bought this podcast microphone. I bought these lights. I bought this green screen almost two years before I started actually doing the podcast, you know, cause it's like, what if I'm no good at it? What if people don't watch? What if, what if I get haters hating on the content? What if I don't get people to come and talk to me? Like all those, what if swirl in and guess what it last, last March when COVID shut my gym down. <laughs> so, so the gym got shut down and then that thrust me to start the podcast. So I think that's what it is. It's just that fear, that self-limiting beliefs is what makes people hold back. I have spoken to many people. I think timing is one of the things that like kicking you sometimes to like, have you forgot something that you have always wanted to do? And this is the time and the time is here, you know? And sometimes when you do the right thing at the wrong timing, it's not going to work as well. Yes. Timing is really something is the key for me. It's still a mystery to discover that like right timing because in my business, there are ups and downs. And I mean, I would say that I also making not so good decision at times, which I don't know whether it's not the right time just yet, but I was like, I'm in already and then it caused later problem. So yeah. I totally got what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that, whatever you say right now. So good. What is the greatest in your definition? What's the what? Greatness. Greatness? Great, greatness is when there's a balance between your, your, your passion and your happiness. That's, to me, that's greatness. Because there are people who have so much money, but yet they're dying inside because they're unfulfilled. And then there's people that are doing what they enjoy but it's not giving them the freedom that they that they want so when you have a balance between you know financial security time freedom and you're doing what you're been called to do that's greatness so like people think greatness has to be like michael jordan you know the best basketball player whoever played in in my in my opinion but there's no, there's no second, <laughs> you know, there's a big difference distance between first and second, in my opinion. But like, you know, you don't have to be to that level. You don't have to be Beyonce. Like my nephew, he's a singer and he's always wanted to go to New York City. They, they grew up in uh, just north of Boston, Mass. He wanted to go to New York City and, and sing and he's doing it. You know, he's doing it. So, so I told, told him, I was like, dude, I was like, this, this here, this is what you were called to do. So sadly, we lost a member of the family. He, he was two years old, 
to leukemia. And my, so my nephew, he, he sang a song in his honor, but he didn't want to sing it live. So he recorded it. And so I told him afterwards, you know, like he's broke, broken down, like the song was beautiful. Like it was absolutely beautiful. But I told him after the funeral, I was like, you have got to step into your greatness and do that live. I was like, like, you see how that song moved everybody in this church? I was like, imagine if you were up there live. I was like, you held back. I said, and don't take offense to this. I said, you, you held back out of selfishness. I said, because you were worried about your emotions, not worried about uplifting that little boy who, you know, we're going to have to bury. You know, I was like, that's, that's greatness. Like, it, had he stepped into that moment, he would have been in his, like, that's what he was called to do. You know, so, so when you step into what you're called to do, you're executing your greatness. Do you think everyone, before they're able to face their own fear, to step into their greatness, have to go through ups and downs and at the bottom line first before they just like strike up? What do you think? So I do, I do a, keynote, a keynote speech called Become, Becoming Who You Were Meant to Be. And the very first slide is a quote that says, a child would naturally step into their greatness it's others who change their their direction. Mm. You know, I had to par I had to paraphrase that because I couldn't I couldn't remember the exact quote, but but it's true. It's like people would naturally gravitate to what they're great at. It's other humans that stuff them in a box, you know. And for example, I was speaking to I believe it was a fourth grade class. This was pre pre COVID. And so I was just asking the kids, you know, what do you like to do? What do you like to do? What do you like to do? And this one, this one little girl stands up. She says, I like to sing. And I said, oh, I said, would you like to come up here and sing for us? And she's like, no. I'm like, why? And she's like, because people will tease me. And so like, that's an example of someone who is passionate about something, but other people stuff them in a box. And so I told her and I said, no one in here is going to laugh. Everyone's going to be supportive. And I'm going to ask this young, young woman to come up here and sing for you. And I said, everyone be respectful. So she got up, she, you know, she sang for about 20 seconds or so, you know, we clapped for her and, and her face just lit up, you know, and I told her, I was like, if you love to sing, you pursue it. I said, tell your parents you want to sing. You know, I said, if, if they won't help you, you find me and I'll support you when you're singing. I said, but don't let anybody clip your wings. But that's what happens to people is we have these big hopes, these big ideas, and we let someone else tell us, you can't do that. Oh, you suck at that. Oh, you'll, how are you gonna do that? You know, oh, you're just chasing your, ch chasing your dream. You're being selfish. You know, you gotta think about the family. You gotta think about the kids. Like there's a million reasons why, but people let other people stuff them in a box. Yeah, my parents, like, we have our rules that, like, make your own decision and then respect your own decision and follow through. Do your best yeah. until you know that this is not for you. And then if that is not the right thing, you can come back home anytime. Like, these are the three rules of my family. So <laughs> yeah. I totally understand what you mean. Robert, this yes. is amazing. Um, in case anyone wants to follow your work or, like, um, knowing you more, where can they reach out to you then? 
So there's two ways. The easiest way is on my website, robertbfoster.com. And because from there, you'll find all my other social links as well. And then I have, I have a group. If people, if you have any type of fear of public speaking, but you have a career choice where you have to speak to other people, <laughs> then I have a group. It, it's free. It's called Speak About Yourself Out Loud. It's, it's on Facebook. And it's where I go through and I just help people get comfortable telling their stories. Like as we were talking today, I wasn't just answering your questions. I was throwing in stories to, to illustrate, illustrate the point. So that group is to help people take their life experiences and learn how to use them to connect with other people. Amazing. Everyone, the link is in the description, so check it out. Um, thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today, Robert, and thank you for your knowledge today. Thank you. Again, I appreciate the opportunity. This was awesome. Anytime. I hope this episode inspires you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that supports your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.